This is one-on-one with Stevie Fro, episode 33, Aaron Stam. Welcome back to the one-on-one with Stevie Fro podcast. We are joined today with the Ludlow Lady Panther head basketball coach, Aaron Stam. Coach, how are you? Great. How are you doing? Man, we're just, we're surviving, brother. <laughs> yeah, basketball coaches this time of the year. Yeah. What else we got to do, right? <laughs> That's right. Nothing. Now that we're on shutdown, you got shut down too? <laughs> we are. We are. Well, hopefully we'll get to go soon. Yeah, we've, I haven't seen our, I haven't seen our kids probably since first part of March yeah. whenever we lost in the regional tournament was the last time we've done basketball related stuff we did a I think it was about six weeks of shooting before we got shut back down but until we get the kids back in school I don't know if it's going to work for us I think my 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 biggest thing right now is just getting conditioning yeah it wouldn't matter be just to be outside conditioning well and I guess this is everywhere but especially where we're at you know I worry about our kids all the time but now I worry about our kids more because now we have more free time. Uh, sure. Yeah, we are doing NTI, but you know we still worry about are they eat, are they getting something to eat at night? Are they are they where they need to be? You know, it's stuff that we could have con- not really controlled, but we could talk to them and understand. We can still reach out and talk to them, but you know, as you know, it's a little different texting somebody than it is to sit in the same room with them mm-hmm. being in the same room with them being a, so you know i i worry about that uh, but i'm sure it, a, a teacher and an educator worries about the same thing so it's oh, not not down. it's nothing that i'm saying that they they don't feel as you know as well i'm sure yeah are you able to keep in touch with the the players yeah well, i do uh we you know a small school like we have we got you know half of them playing volleyball half of them playing soccer they've started uh the core that's not doing anything um you know, I try try to keep up. They want to get in the gym. I will give our kids that. I, I've heard from them a lot. You know, and I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily always hear from them in the past at at, at Ludlow. Uh, but here, I got a lot of. So I got some kids that want to get back in the gym, which sure. is a good thing. You know, so I just I just worry about you know, you know their well being right now, and you know I'm hoping that everybody's doing well. I'm in the same boat. Yep, yep. I think every high school coach is. I mean, yep. what I've heard from your the interviews you've had. This, it's the same, it's, you know, it's the same deal. Yeah. We're definitely not alone. There's no doubt. No, no. I mean, I feel bad more than anything. You think about the spring sports yeah. kids. So I, they've missed an entire, well, and you have a, a I, son I, he's, who was I'm, a junior last year. Yeah. He missed I, baseball. I mean, that's a big year. I mean, that, it was a big year and we got, you know, he's got a summer season, which is, well, it's another funny thing, but you know, we got summer season playing baseball all, all, all summer. Wow. While schools are on, you know, on shutdown, but, but he, uh, he's had that, but it was hard. It's hard. We, we met with them there in March there to have a baseball season. And the next day we're, we're all closed down and the season's over. I mean, that was yeah. hard to, even though the seniors, that was hard for them too. And now that, now I guess we don't know if there'll be a high school baseball season this year either. I th- so I mean, I remain hopeful. Yeah, to be honest, you know. With you. So I feel bad for him as a dad. I, it's hard for me to say something to him. He's into it like crazy. That's really all he does now from a sports standpoint. Besides follow us in basketball, but you know, so you, I feel bad for him. But I feel, but you know, feel bad for everybody that's been a part of this. How was it going through it, the, especially the 
when everything got shut down and they thought that's going to be two weeks and then it prolonged and then the hammer fell. Yeah, and they kept telling you that they were going to try to have a season or trying to have – there would have been no way we could have come back and had a season in May for three weeks or whatever that was that the last hope was. But as a coach, it was one thing. But as a dad, man, I just felt – I felt terrible for him. I, I really did. I, you know, we didn't have really any, any any clarity on if we were going to play summer baseball. So that was – until June 1st, that was really up in the air too. So, you know, I just – I took my – I took, you know, my coach hat off for a minute and just felt really bad for him as a dad. Mm-hmm. And he handled it – He did. it well he, mentally? He, they're a lot – they're a lot tougher. They're they're a lot tougher mentally than I think we all give them credit for. Uh, he, he you know he did, and he's he's. Yeah, I think he'll be a coach someday. He's kind of the same way I was. He grew up around it. Yeah, I mean he has. He grew up in a gym. <laughs> he's grown up in a gym and on a you know, on a ball field. So yeah, how's he like playing for Woody McMillan? Oh, there isn't anybody better than Woody McMillan. Yeah. I, I wish we would have had a season because I think we were really going to be a, be be good, and the season was going to be be positive and you know Woody's just he, you know he was in my wedding and you know he's just been a good friend of mine for you know for a long time yeah so. big big fan of coach Woody oh yeah he's a, he, he you know he's great well coach Stam is entering his 17th season as a varsity head coach he is in his second stint at the <laughs> helm of the Ludlow Lady Panther basketball program uh, but he also spent nine years as the head coach at Connor High School in that time he is led his teams to nine ninth region basketball tournaments, which is incredible. (laughs) Um, He's been named the KABC ninth region coach of the year three times. He's a district champion in 2017. He currently sits on the board of the KABC. (laughs) Yeah. Dad of two. Yes. Husband of one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You said your daughter plays volleyball, right? She's soccer now. She oh, plays soccer, soccer really? and she plays basketball. So she's wow. a freshman. So well, she's a fall sport kid. She is now. She wasn't going to be. She was just going to be the basketball thing, and but they got her to play soccer late. And how's she handling the fall sports? Kind of. I'm not going to call it a fiasco. That's not fair, but. Well, I guess this, they're just kind of waiting to tip yeah, it off, right? I mean, this is hard. This is probably bad to say. I mean, she's going. She likes soccer. Don't get me wrong, but if it was basketball. If she was waiting around for the holding pattern of basketball, she may have struggled with it a lot more. Soccer was – she's actually enjoying it now, but I think it was it was hard at first because nobody knew what was doing. I mean, they were conditioning for – I don't know what – it felt like 10 weeks. I don't yeah. know what it, what it ended up being, but they conditioned forever. And uh, and now they're playing in less than a week. And, oh, 10 and, days, and, right? Yeah, and it's like, okay, you know, you know let's go, and, and that's what they're going to do. So, And we need – and we talk about this. We need the fall sports to go off without a hitch. And no without hiccups. a hitch. Yeah. Without no hiccups. a hitch. Everybody doing their job. Correct. And we can only control what we can control. So when we were doing workouts during the summer, obviously being inside, there's no hiding here with the cameras in the gym. Oh, right. So, right. you know, masks on, mm-hmm. kids distanced, uh, plenty of hand sanitizer and spray just to make sure that we're, I didn't want to be that guy that got us shut down. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Can't have it. Right. Um, especially when you're advocating getting the kids out there. Right. You, you know, I, I had talked to our district AD last week, kind of mentioned this just before, that um, now that we're past August 24th, which was the shutdown time, mm-hmm. we're going to be good. Right. And was notified that until the kids are back in school, there's nothing that we could do. 
Right. You mentioned the fall sports teams have had, you know, eight, nine weeks yeah. to prep, which is important. I, I totally oh, yeah. agree. Very. They needed to do it. Yeah, very. Especially the, especially the kids that are outside, they're, they're running right. soccer, football. Right. Right. You're acclimating the heat. You're acclimating to gear. Uh, I think my biggest fear right now is if we have a 10, 11 weeks off before a high endurance sport, I worry about that. I worry about injuries, getting kids back in, get something started. I just want to condition yeah. uh, more than anything else. I, I want to make sure that we're where we are physically. I'm not really worried about coming in and shoot or play. That, that'll work itself out. Right. And, you know, with the bylaw now being changed where the kids can play up until October 15th. And, look, we don't know what's going to happen on October right. 15th. Right. Right. I don't see any scenario where we play 30 games right now. I just don't see it. I don't either. Um, I, I don't know. It's just I, tough. I, I think it's tough, and I and and I think hopefully in the next month or so we'll hear something from the KHSA mm-hmm. on on their plans, like they like they did with fall sports. Option one, option two, option three, whatever it is. Um, you know, the last KBC meeting that we had was mainly talking about the state tournament dates and talking about can can they be moved and obviously we know the answer to that question probably not um, unless the NCAA goes bonkers and they don't have a tournament or something like that but you know starting just you know starting January 4th for basketball coaches would be would be tough. I mean, tough. you're talking about four weeks, four or five weeks and you know, can can you have a district and a region in the same week? I know that has been talked about. Can you have a district on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and the region start Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You know, yeah, that would be crazy, but it would give you another week of basketball to play regular games. Uh, that's just that's just stuff talking about. That's just stuff that, you know, coaches get together and talk about in a, in, in a room. That's nothing been been talked about with anybody important. But, I mean, you know, can, you know, can you do stuff like that? I, I, I think basketball coaches are just going to want – Information just like the superintendents wanted. I, I think the superintendents uh, the other day brought up great points. They just want to be educated. They just want the KHSA to give them some sort of plan. Like, what are the plans here? What are we going to do? And I think I think the basketball coaches sometime in October will hopefully get the same thing. I mean, just a plan. Well, what What do we do? What do we do if we have a if we have an outbreak or what do we do? How many games are we playing? You know, like like you said, I doubt we get thirty. Are we allowed to go to Christmas tournaments? Probably not. You know, okay. Then what happens to the schedule? You know, just just some some information, just some clarity. The All A Classic for you know for small schools. You know, if you if you if you don't have a state tournament, why have a regional tournament? So at that point, does that does that go? I mean, there's just a lot of questions from basketball coaches that will have to get answered soon. I would think the battle for fall sports is ending. But the battle for winter, winter sports is just beginning. Oh, it is. And it, they're all indoors, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling <clears throat> might be worse than you basketball. What, it did not sound good on that No, Kentucky uh, Department of Education no, meeting. I, the wrestling is – man, that would be really scary. Even at, even you know, at the college level, they're talking about wrestling being being a sport that they're – nobody has a clue. So we don't have that problem at Ludlow, but, you know. We have it here. Yeah. Wrestling uh, – our, our wrestling program is good. Very good. Very good. And it's just tough. Regardless what sports you guys have or you Mm -hmm. don't have, it's affecting somebody's life. Right. Right. And that's what's tough, I think, for me. You're right. There's a lot of kids that need it. I mean, there's a lot of kids that need it. We've been I've been lucky to be around these guys in the summer playing baseball and 
and they just they you just need it. You need the can coaches are smart enough. I really believe that we can social distance our kids if we have to sit like the NBA's doing three rows. I'll sit three rows. I'll sit them. I'll sit them all over the gym if they want us to. Whatever it does, whatever it takes to get the kids back in the gym. Because uh, that's the main thing. It's not a coach. I don't think any coach has an ego that they just have. To, I mean, it's for, it's the kids. The kids need this, and uh, you know, I, I I just feel really bad for them. And they just there's got to be some some. You know, I'm just hoping there's something good's going to come out of this. But, yeah. You know, and you speak on it from an educated spot, being a coach. Mm-hmm. So you're fighting number one for your kids and having two high school age kids. Yeah. At home. Yeah. You're you're. Nonstop I'm, living it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and they need it. They need to get back to school and they need to, you know, my kids get up at 11 o'clock every day. You know, that's not the real world. You know, 11 o'clock every day and they hop on, hop on their computer for the, the afternoon session of, of school. And, you know, they, they everybody just has to get back into, in, into school. But, it, it t- you know, saying that, the, the teachers, my kids are so lucky to go to Ludlow. I mean, they just are. A lot of the, the you know, a lot of them you graduated with me. They're just like typical high schools where hire they hire a lot of alumni. There's some great teachers down there that check on my kids. And one was on the phone with my son today, asking about you know trying to get college stuff and things like that. He he didn't have to do that, but he did it because he cared. And you've you've interviewed you know Mr. Borcher, so you understand a little bit about what that school's about. It's an incredible district. It's it's unbelievable, and it has been for years. Just I'm very lucky. We made the great great move. My kids were going to be out here. We live out here in Dixie's, and they're just nothing. There's nothing against Dixie, but they would have gotten lost. And making that move to send them back to Ludlow was we didn't live down there. It was more just a luck that it worked out so well. And uh, you know, it's just it's just a great place. So let's talk about some of these Ludlow days. Yeah, you're a Ludlow guy. I am. Grew up there. I am. What sports did you play in high school? All three. I, all three. I was in a time where I was able to letter all four years. Um, it was great. I played for, for you know, the legendary Tom Stahl in baseball, one of the best baseball minds I've ever been around in my life. You know Tom Stahl. I know very well. You know, and uh, got got into really in, in, into, into that and played for, you know, Tom Staley, Glenn Wise in football, and, and Mike Borchers at the very end of it. He came in as my, you know, my senior year. Well, we, you graduated '96 with you, with me. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 think we tag teamed a little bit on some. Uh, we did some trips. I was going to talk about that. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, you know, so, after high school, yeah, I went the officiating route. You did, and then Randy Borchers, yeah, went down there, and he did. Yeah, on Friday nights we would, uh, us three would go out and we would scout. Yeah, well. You Back guys then, you scouted scout. and yeah, you went yeah. to the coach and you <laughs> gave him the. And now it's all huddle, but yeah. you know you gave him the actual game plan and it was like we were important. Yeah, we went and watched Newcastle play. We saw Dayton yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that night up at Dayton when they had uh, Jason Skirvin and these guys. The year they almost beat Beachwood. Oh yeah, I remember the final. that. Man, I remember that. And there's it just some pissed rain the whole night. We some, parked a half mile away. There's some uh, great <laughs> some great stories. I'm telling you, those years. We played you guys, if you remember, I senior do. year. Mr. Borchers had a had an unbelievable game plan. I think he knew your he knew what Coach Snyder was running before Coach yes. Snyder. Coach Snyder we're lucky the to get play. out there alive. Yeah, I mean, he was. It was just an emotional game with him on the sideline, Randy playing. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of an emotional atmosphere, but it was a great game. Yeah, I got uh, there's a there's a picture in the paper. Okay, let me set up the story. So early in the game. And look, this is no disrespect, but 
You can. You can can say it. They they had the neck rolls, and those guys came out like they were 400 pounds. You roll in somewhere for some of these seed games. Oh, gosh. Against It was four classes. You know, a lot of the time you thought, well, we'll be all right tonight. We'll be okay, right? So you don't come out firing on all cylinders. And early, early, early in the game, uh, somebody went right around me, a defensive end, I don't know who it was, went right around me and just murdered Brian Eviston, our quarterback. <laughs> and I turned around. It was one of the situations where I turned around to go help him up. Like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> and he jumped up and he grabbed my face mask. And, I, and look, we grew up together our whole lives. Uh, and I've never seen him this piss. And he said right to my face, there's no room for F-ups in my <laughs> offense. And that's when I knew, boy, I better kick it in, right? Well, later in the game, in the second half, I had gone out in the pass route. And let's just say that I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose. But let's just say that he may have sailed that ball a little bit, all right? And as I was up looking at that ball, everything went black. No idea what had happened until I woke up and the ball was rolling out of bounds. And Joe Traft. It was Joe Traft. Joe Traft Traft hit you? Yes. Yes. And listen, there was a picture in the paper the next day with me looking up at the ball with Joe Traft's eyes and helmet right gauged right in on me. Joe Traft. Yeah. That could be his memorable moment. A couple years later, we were working in Florida together, and I I didn't know who it was, but he knew who I, you know, Joe didn't. Right. Didn't forget anything, right? Oh, right. And he said, hey, you're not going to remember this, but uh, a couple years ago we were playing at Ludlow, and you got cleaned out, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, that was me. <laughs> like, oh, Man, even, nice to meet you too, buddy. Yeah. He, well, was, gonna, he was a good wide receiver in his day. I never knew he was a calling clocked. big hitter. That's right. Clocked. That's right. So what about some of these Ludlow days, man? What's, what, what was the community like back then? Uh, oh, it was – So it, it's, it's what makes it – you Ludlow. I mean that the the uh, the support down there. Uh, I mean, I know we have River Cities, and they all do their own thing. I'm sure, but Ludlow is just different. And growing up there, I actually grew up in Ludlow. Um, had a sister that died when I was uh, whatever it was when I was it was, it was 91. So that would have put me at like 14, 13. Uh, we moved out of Ludlow uh, before that, but uh, my parents worked down there, and they kind of distanced themselves af- after that happened because. It was just a hard. It was just a hard deal. A small, you know, small place. So you know, I still finished um, there, but you know, it's just the, the closeness. You can never, you can never say. And and just looking at it now, um, the what 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 they've done now, to, you know, down there is is amazing. I mean, it was it was it was one of those schools back then that you know the administrators were there for 25, 30 years, and they were they were setting their ways. My dad was one of them, and they were setting their ways, and they were they were doing what they were going to do, and. And but you know the, the you can never um, you can never it's almost like this you have all all of my coaches down there were just you could just tell they're just Ludlow people and they just you know the support now now all the all the people that I went to school with are mom and dads of kids that are down there now so it's just it's even gotten better just to be around those people so um, it's a special place unless you you know unless you experience it unless you live it unless you're there you might not understand it but. It reminded me a lot of Mayberry when yeah. I first hanging out with people down there. I think so. You know, people, everybody riding their bike and just yeah. waving, walking, walking the Route Eight. It's like it's its own little school, its own little area down there. There's no, it's no doubt about it. Yeah, and yeah. I don't get that feeling. I mean, I know Dayton and Bellevue and Newport have. Well, it's their different. Own. 
places. It's, it's a different. It's a different community. It is. Whereas it, the the main road there is just a way to get in and out. Right. Whereas in Ludlow, it was the source of uh, community. Oh in yeah. A way. No because doubt. The school was there. The football field was there. You know, people. You know, walking. Um. Definitely a Mayberry feel. Right. I don't know how else right. to put it, but other than that. No, 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 it is. It is. But it wasn't just a, a the Autobahn trying to get in and out of town. Right. It was right. where people congregated. Right. You know, so yeah. if you if you lived in that area or, you know, even back up a little bit on the hill, you know, off of Deverell, you know, I mean, it's just, it's oh, just yeah. nice, man. Oh, yeah. I always enjoyed it. When I first started, I had never really been there except to go to a football game. Mm-hmm. And then I started working in Florida right after high school with with these Ludlow guys, Randy Finky and Randy Finky, yeah, Chris Hall, oh yeah, Ryan Moore, Adam Clary, you know. And so we would we would come back down and you know have you know a party here or there, and it's just how I felt about yeah. it. And I just enjoyed it. Adam Clary, that's a good one. Yeah, he, that's a good one. He, he's one of my son's teachers, and I could go on forever about him. You know mm-hmm. what he's been through, and then and then, sure. and then uh, what he's what he's done for my son is. Just you know, absolutely amazing. So, did you play for Joe Beard? I did. I played I for him. Joe Beard for two years and uh, coached for Joe with Joe for six years. And he actually hired me. Him and him and you know, Mr. Borchers. I'm trying to remember now. They he was the principal. Joe was the athletic director when they hired me the first time. Um, but yeah, Joe was great. There's, there's, I owe a lot. Yeah, to Joe was the that. varsity basketball coach at Ludlow for mm-hmm. many years. Yep. And he, during that time, Ludlow basketball was. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The boys basketball program was awesome. Yeah, as soon as he got me out of there. We we were we weren't real good when he when he first took over. It was funny cuz that job when I we went on vacation and Joe Beard wasn't even mentioned for that job. And then now you got social media and if you you and I interview for a job, it's going to get out there as much as we don't want it to get out there. Uh, but you know, you know back then those things didn't get out, you know. Somebody would interview for a job. So my dad was still pretty pretty tight into the and we left and we had we had coach A. I was under the impression he was there was a there was a coach uh in in the area that was gonna be there and he was gonna be the head coach and we left to go on vacation. We came back and Dr. Drought had made a decision to go with Joe Beard and, and it worked out pretty well. Uh he became A D and he was you know, he's principal and you know, he was he was he was a great friend and you know, I miss him every day. Yeah. Well you had mentioned that he had hired you earlier on. Mm-hmm. You were the freshman basketball coach there. Yeah. For several years. Six years. Six, yeah. 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 A lot of really good talent there, yeah. too. Yeah, and we, we did. And, and we got to that point where I came to him and said, you know, and back then teachers got first dibs on coaching, and, 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 and that works, and I decided not to not to go that route. And um, the only way, really, it, at that point, there was no there was no paraprofessionals coaching. You know, I always said, you know, Bryson Warner knocked that he did knocked that wall down for us and really made it made it a little bit easier. But uh, I took a, made a decision to go to Ryle after that because you know it was it was a decision to. to uh, but it was tough to leave Joe and the program. But it was like I've, I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, I need to figure this out and. And work for somebody else and do some different things. He was, you know, he, he was great about it. He, you know, he understood, and uh, so that's how that went. But we had some good teams down there. We, we, 
I think we started like a small school freshman tournament down there. I know yeah. they don't have that anymore and, and, and uh, um, did some different things. We even may have played in the big one once or twice. And I know, uh, you know, Danny's playing in it now or trying to play in it now. They've been uh, in it. Yeah. I so brought Dan- them in on that deal years yeah. ago, 2010. Yeah. Right. Like Mitchell Cody was a freshman. Yeah. So, and they've, they've, and so that's good. I, I think, I think the, again, it gives them a chance. Look, to they've play. represented really well there. Yeah. I know my son's freshman year, he played, they beat, uh, they beat Boone. Uh, with, with Fields, Parker Fields, and those kids, and and that was a that was a big win. That was a pretty big deal for you know, for Ludlow. But again, a play a freshman tournament game. Think about this now, and the place is dang on near full of Ludlow people for a freshman tournament game. And then the second game, they played Holy Cross. Holy Cross got them pretty good, I think. But it was still a heck of a crowd for. And it's just it's just it's unbelievable uh, what that school does. And, and the community shows out. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Which is definitely a draw, you know. I've been, I've seen the football team. Obviously, the football is big in the community, right? If right. your high school's got a good football program, it's great for the community because it gives them an opportunity to congregate on Friday night or one night a week, right? Friday or Saturday, and kind of gossip or whatever else. Yep. But it also gives the kids in the community a chance to get out, play, you know, have a good time. Um, you know, I've refed. 100 football games, varsity football games at Ludlow. Mm-hmm. And there was always a football game being played or, you know, the kids are just running around oh, everywhere. Yeah. Right. Didn't always matter. in their youth football jersey. So Yes. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it is good. You know, you, you had mentioned the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've coached in that gym in front of a, a packed house. Now, obviously, it doesn't hold as much as Scott or right. Ryle I still, or something I, like that. I but. still remember the game you played a few years ago. And – it was a great game. I know you. I know you weren't real happy with how you, how your kids played, but uh, man, that was a great game. And it was. They had you seventeen. I thought, I thought they had you. They did. Yeah, have us. I thought they had you beat. And uh, I told yeah. Randy Wolford he should be fired for, <laughs> for losing that game. But that was a great. I mean, yeah. But you're right. But you look over on the other side, and it's packed. I mean, it was packed for your game. There's something about those small communities like this, and I know it from being at Dayton. Mm-hmm. When you are the Goliath on paper and you roll in and you're playing a playing a team that's from a small community that has a lot of pride in their community and they put that jersey on they're almost transformed into something oh, yeah. other than what you would think I agree with that in the pregame speech never ended and I picked this up from my when I first got here coaching freshman when we would go down there and play like look you woke up today more athletic than these young men right but right. I assure you the moment that jersey goes on, make no mistake, they're going to fight and they're going to claw. There have been so many games where I've gone in there and kids are banking threes in from 30 feet. Oh, yeah. You know, just things. They play yeah. different there. Right. They and, do. Um, when I was at Dayton, we could never beat you. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple really good teams, but your teams were right. really good. Right. Which obviously parlayed to really good success for Joe. Yeah. Some of those teams that he had in the you well, you know, early mid 2000s, Chase King and those Dude. I mean those kids were those kids were, were good. good. Yeah. Honestly, those kids were, he had he had a lot, Mike Lewis, he might be the best athlete I've ever seen come Mike out. Mike Lewis is I've talked yeah. about Mike Lewis on here before. Yeah, Mike Such Michael good, Lewis is uh, You know what? He seemed like a really good kid too. Yeah. yeah. He, he played Georgetown. He played quarterback at Georgetown. Not a lot of Ludlow kids uh, get that opportunity, and he went down and started for him. I think his, I know his senior year, um, but yeah, I mean, he you know Joe had some Joe had some really good talent. I mean, to, to come through there, there was a couple years there in the All A where they would make it. They made it to 
think there was a three-year stretch. They had made it to, I think, the semifinals the one year. And I want to say St. Henry beat them in the finals one year. And that may have been the really good St. Henry team. It might have been. And then I know they lost to Newcastle in the finals the one year. Yep. And then they played Holy Cross. I want to say it was a semifinal. And um, Jimmy Ryan got fouled on a three at the buzzer and sank the free throws. Is that the one? Yeah, that's when Bibbins passed the ball. Right. Probably. I don't remember. Bibbins passed the ball. It was at St. Henry. Joe, Joe always tells us. Yep. I, yep. He tells this story all the time. And I don't remember. He knocked him into the bench. Helmer or somebody <laughs> nailed him pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But Bibbins. Like it was Helmer. Yeah. And Joe was like, there's no way Bibbins will pass the ball. And he passed it. And I'm pretty sure that's that was the game, but I, I do remember that he he has he, he had some great he had some great games. We could never knock the door, you know, boys or girls could never knock the door down in the LA. Could never find that one upset, and um, we we thought, well, even the boys in the district, yeah, such a tough district on right. the boys side. Mm-hmm. And even prior to the realignment, it was tough. Right, right. Well, prior to the realignment, it was really tough. I yeah. mean, we were down there with. I mean, it was almost like you know Beachwood and us switched. So we were down there with with Holy Cross, Holy Cross and Holmes. Holmes and Covecalf and Latin when they ever had a team. So, you know, that was that was hard. Um the realignment was actually good. I remember being down there the first time when all that happened. It was actually actually good for us. Uh gave us a fighting chance during the regular season and then, you know, you get at that point where you you're getting the fifth seed or the fourth seed every year, and you're you're looking up at Covecalf every 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 district tournament. So playing in that, you know, you, you villa. Especially in girls, Villa, St. Henry, Lloyd, you feel like you're 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 not not necessarily always better than those teams, but sure. you feel like you have a fighting chance to prepare for those teams. So that district, that you know, that district move, I know everybody's thinking there's going to be more district moves down the line, but that that district move for us was was good. Just gave us a fighting chance. So it was good for a lot of people. Yeah. I think for it you lined, guys, it, it, lined up, it worked great for us. Obviously, yeah, as long as you like driving down double A, well, I love it. I love I I enjoy the tenth region just because the history of it is so nice. Man, There's I so tell you what, history in the 10th I region. need to get to to Robertson County boys game this year because I hear that kid's legit. He's good. Yeah, they, have, they got a really nice program. Yeah, they do. They do a good job. He does there. a good job. Patrick does, Gum. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job. They got nice facilities. It's kind of tucked out in its own little deal, but. You know, you got you got to want to go there to get there. Yeah, we, we went there. We, we went there. Well, I went there when day. we played Deming, and yeah. when, when, when they were Deming, and obviously the place has changed a whole lot since then. But it's brand but new. it was way Deming was in the middle of absolute nowhere, yeah. and I just can't imagine <laughs> going there. Yeah, the young man is he? He played up. They played us here. They beat us by forty this year, and he was unbelievable. Yeah, what's his last name? I want to Becker, Becker. Justin That's what Becker. I thought. Yeah. Well, he's got a brother, so I always mix them up. Yeah. So, so let's talk about this first head coaching job. Yeah. This Ludlow girls job. How did that work out? The funny story about that: Joe and Mr. Borchers and, and Joe were were the only two interviewed. And Joe, he he you know he sets me aside. This is before the interview. He says, "Come down, try to interview here, get this job. I know I know you want a boys' job. I mean, we'll we'll get we'll take care of you. Just just get in the door. We got to get you in the door. We got to get you in the door. I've never I coached one year of girls basketball, and it was just a whatever, just a help out kind of deal. So." So I believed him. I said, "Yeah, Joe. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I will. I will." The girls' program has struggled a little bit. So I, I, I came in, and it was, 
17 years later, still waiting for that that call from Joe to be the boys coach. But but that's the you know that was the that was the funny story I try to share with people is is uh, you better make sure this is what you want to do. Uh, you're not taking a job because it might it might make you go to another job or whatever because that doesn't it always that doesn't always happen and and I really uh, enjoyed that you know those six years that was that was a lot of fun. Um, getting to know getting the biggest thing is you coach girls a little bit different but i don't think i think the object is still there man you coach them the same way uh they respond to you the ones that are in it will respond to you the ones that aren't in it probably won't be around uh because of other things anyway but if they're in if they're in it they're in tune they respond i think male coaches sometimes get a bad rap when they're coaching girls that that uh, you know, and I think I know there's been issues, but you know, I, I don't I don't think uh, I think you, you, you know you coach them the same way. But those those six years were great. We won. I want to say we were in the region three times. We won four three in a row, four in championships. Was the NKC? I know you spoke with you, you know, Mr. Borchers about that uh-huh. that as well. Uh, that's that's huge, I and mean, that it, that's that's a big thing down there. And uh, we've we won four of those um, and got to the got to the region three times. So we had some success. You know, Ashley Doherty came through there. She's the all time leading scorer there. Um, 1700 and something points so she's she's the all-time leading scorer so she so we were very fortunate to have really good players as you you know that as well being a coach you better have really good players and and we had really good players at, at you know those first six years so um because Ludlow sometimes is kind of a it's kind of a roller coaster because of the I always say we have four blocks that we four big blocks that we have to to, to get kids from and it's amazing that we have so many good teams down there and in, in various sports when you really only have the small radius of of houses um so you know i it, it was it was a fun six years and and uh, we, won, we won a lot of games was it anything you anticipated getting into the girls that i probably won't be here long or i won't do the girls long i'll my boy's job opens up the first couple of years i'm not gonna lie it was it was you know i always had i always kept track of the boys games i always kept track of who was playing who and and I kept telling myself, you know, this, this, this. I don't know if this will work out very long. We were nine and eighteen my first year, uh, and we were just basically had five seniors, and really none of them had played a lot of varsity. So it was just, it was just really a hard first year. And um, then I think we were like 20, 21 and seven we or twenty. Third, 20 yeah, third best record in the ninth region yeah. the next year. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we we had some we had some good. We and then it's I mean I, the winning I think helped. And yeah. Just learning the game, uh, you know, I had some really good assistance down there at the time and went and learning a little bit about how girls tick and how how, how they go what was the biggest what was the biggest adjustment for you on that uh, biggest adjustment between boys and the girls um more structure i think i think even even at that that we had to run more sets we had to i think you, you have a lot of girls that are expecting to be coached if that makes any sense and and i think uh because a lot of them don't have the knowledge that a boy has. I mean, a, a boy can go watch an NBA game tonight and and space the floor, clear people out, and go to the rim. Where I don't, where it uh, special girls do. You know, we've played a girl at Ryle that can do that, and some girls like that. But but the 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 average girl uh, structure needs to be there. You need to make sure you have a set called. You have to make sure just coaching the game is a little you know a little bit different. I think, like I said, I think the the, the you know the day in and day out with with uh, with the girls. Who are in it 
they're going to respond to you. They're going to respond to the coaching. They're going to respond to if we if we get loud, which we do, and if we, you know, that they will respond to that. Um, if you pat them on the shoulder and say, "Hey, we we, we got your back," I think that's a big part of it. Uh, Brad has said it to you, and so did Tim when I was listening to those guys. You just got to they just got to know that you have their back, and you know that you're. I don't think I don't think a girl's any different. I think the girl has to know that that you care about them, that you want that you want them to do well, and you care about them on and off the court, and I think they'll respond to you. Was it easy to motivate in the it, beginning? Uh, motivation was tough. I'm not going to lie because I, I had the boy approach. I yeah. was my own self. I was only 20, 25 or so when I started. So I was motivating based on being a boy's coach. So, of course, I'm coming in the locker room. I'm knocking lockers <laughs> like like, yeah. like a boy's coach does, you know, and I'm, I'm fired up. And, and, uh, and it's, like I said, you'll get, some, you'll get some crazy looks sometimes. You'll get some um, – but like I said, I think if 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 they know when they get it's it's all about getting used to it. We had you know last year was was crazy crazy adjustment, even more of an adjustment last year coming from Connor to Ludlow than it was that first year when I started coaching girls. So just the different, just what they had been used to compared to what we were into. I mean, we were you know, scout. Let's do this. We're doing this. We're doing everything. Was all all listed up there you know, before practice, and we have girls just like. What is this? You know, so I think that may have been a bigger adjustment coming back than it was the first time. I always felt, and I've never coached girls, mm-hmm. but watching them, mm-hmm. I always felt that um, they were more methodical than the boys. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, I, I don't know. Methodical is probably the right word because yeah. like a lot of people will call that they're not as athletic. No, as no, no. Boys. I don't mean it by that right. at all. Right. I, don't, I mean, and methodical is probably the right so, word. Yeah, boy athletic and girl athletic. It's completely it's, different. Right. right. Two different things you've mentioned before where a boy right. can just, you know, well, sometimes it comes down to their individual skill where, you know, something's breaking down. I'm just going to beat you and go to the right. rim. Girls still do that. Yeah. Okay. It's it's different, obviously, it's, than the boys. It's different. But I always, I always felt that the girls were smarter mm-hmm. about the way they did it, whereas the boys more prone probably to turnover, to be honest yeah. with you, because they're – they get out of control right. where the girls are more under control and they have it thought out. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just because they're well, smarter they can, in general. <laughs> we teach a lot more. Yeah. yeah. We teach a lot sure. more, uh, man, you fundamental them to death because, and then, you know, another thing that I've talked to my assistant coaches at Connor and, and Ludlow about is, is they don't like a boy will finish practice and maybe dad will be at home and the, the ball will be out and you'll have to shoot. Some dads are nuts, as you, as, you, as you know that. So so they'll do that. Where in a girl, I, the girl might only get that two hours of practice might be the only time they pick up a basketball. And that, whatever it is, 12 hours of practice they have, you know, you know per week you know, you know, during the preseason might be the only time they pick a basketball up. So I think you have to really put – you have to really – and I know boys coaches talk about with the fundamentals and stuff, but I think for girls, well, I really had to make sure we did fundamental stuff uh, the it, player one through player four is probably okay, but player five through player fourteen might not pick a ball up if you don't if you don't pick a ball up for them. So to come in a gym and say we're going to run and condition and we're not going to practice with a ball, I never tried to do that because I always knew in the back of my mind that we we need more skill work than anything. So you know to answer your question earlier about what what are we missing now, uh, man, it would be nice to get some some skill work because yeah. that is the one thing that I know our kids because like I said there is a park they can go to the park uh, but there's just not a lot of resources for our kids to hey I'm going to go shoot you know where do you go shoot our gym who gets all the phone calls me 
you know, when can we get back in the gym? When, when, when's the gym open? You know, so that's a good thing, but that's, that just shows me that there is a lot of, there is a lot of, uh, uh, the boys find places if they're really into it. They'll find places. They'll go to sports of all sorts or wherever there is around here to play. Where girls, uh, maybe your top two or three will. But the well, another thing about boys, in in that scenario where you're talking about now, where a, a boy would probably not hesitate to pick up a ball and just go down to the park and shoot by himself. Whereas in a girl, a girl may not, probably should not. No, uh, not right. I'm not trying to be mean about no, it. No, no, no. I agree with um, you. Probably not the You know, I have this argument with people, you know, a couple times a month where, you know, when we were kids, right? Right. And I think that's BS because we've created, we've created this fear in the kids when they're out alone. Uh, and rightfully so in right. a lot of, in a lot of ways, oh, oh, honestly, yeah. there's, be honest, there's no doubt. It's not like we, uh, you and I walk into school or whatever it's completely different oh, time there's no been doubt. too many too many instances of awful things happening right no doubt. and so our eyes are we're on them a lot more so i can understand where that probably wouldn't even cross their mind right and another thing about being methodical you know as a, as a as a varsity boys coach you'll get a lot of calls from lower level coaches just people that i know mm-hmm. saying hey i'm going to coach the fifth grade boys team here or there you know what do you think about offensive stuff and i say it all the time i'm gonna be honest what you really need to do is find you just a, a good girls program and watch the stuff that they do because like boys like dude you're two passes into it and it's already broken down and they're just out doing their thing right where the girls will go through it you're right and they'll run through that which i think is why they execute better than the boys um and it's i say that with respect no, no, I, I agree. Watch it. I understand. I, I watch girls' teams play, and I'm like, dude, I wish to God we could do that. And it's not like it's not drilled into our kids. It, I just think it's a you're in a you're in a time where individual skill levels right are better right than than when we were kids. Mm-hmm. They're faster, they're stronger, they jump higher. Whereas you know we would roll out of football practice or football games, and we'd go right into the gym, and then right. you know we might not see the gym. Again, until mm-hmm. after baseball was over, right. do the summer open gyms. Whereas now it's like they're constantly working on it. So the confidence for them to say, well, I'm just going to take him or I'm going to shoot this shot. It's a little well, different. Yeah. And again, I'm not talking about the, the you know, you know, Meredith girl who plays uh-huh. here and some of yeah. those, so some of those kids that are outstanding. Yes. I'm talking about that. Well, average, they're, they're, that elite, they're elite right. athletes. They're going to be able to do what you said, sure. their confidence level. They also know the top two or three players on a high school team know, hey, coach isn't taking me out of the game for a bad shot. But player, and this might be a boy too, but you know, player six, seven, eight, always looking over that shoulder when the horn goes off. And there's, and that's even more with girls. That, 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 you know, that's even more with girls. Girls also really have to know every option of every set. And it's a knowledge thing. And Do you think I, it's because they're interchangeable? I think more? yeah, that, and I think it's just one of those things where confidence level. They have to know where they're going. What happens yeah. here? What happens here? And where a boy, like you said, a boy just says, you know, the heck with it. If I'm catching it in the post, <laughs> I'm scoring. And 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 you know, I I don't know. I love the I love the teaching and the long. It might be frustrating. You leave the gym every night and you go, gosh, we taught the same thing five times in a row or something like that. But I love the fact that you teach. Um, I don't, maybe you, I think you teach more. You coach more with girls uh, because they need they need you. 
they need you more, I think, um, than maybe a, a typical really good boys team. And uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to say any names, but you know, I just think a really good boys team is so gifted and so talented that they might not meet, but the girls team might need you more because oh, they I need totally agree. They need to be able to know where A, B, and C is on the floor, and they need to have confidence they can get to those three spots. It's and, a lot like it's a lot like coaching the freshman team. Correct. It's exactly like coaching the freshman team because you're teaching everything every yep, day. It's exactly you coach every possession. Right. And practice and games, every wow. every drill. Yep, I always tell our you know our middle school coaches and my freshman coach. I don't care if you run a single play all year all year long. That is my job to make sure they run a play when they get to me, and make sure everything is taught. They know how to. They know how to. Yeah, have, I think they worry too much about that. I think a lot of middle. You watch middle school games, boys and girls, because we have to host them at a lot of different times of the year. So, so you watch them, and and they're they're calling one. They're calling Kentucky. They're calling Florida. They're calling two, three, four. I'm thinking, my God, they have more plays than most high you know, most high school teams. But a kid doesn't know how to do. A, he doesn't know how to do a jump stop. He doesn't slide his feet on defense. He doesn't rebound, and you just think. This is what they need to be taught, not not what play they're running. The high school coaches will teach them the plays. If they don't, they won't be the high that school That was my coach. favorite part of coaching yeah. freshmen exactly. for 16 years. Exactly. I loved it. Yep. And it was a challenge. And there were a lot of days where I left and I was miserable. No doubt. It's a hard job. But the next day was a new challenge, right. a new two-hour challenge. Right. No doubt about it. And, you know, there's always that when you're coaching the freshmen, there's a light bulb moment. When the, the light bulb goes oh, yeah. off for the kids. Yeah. And it's no different than yeah. boys, varsity, girls, varsity, whatever. Yeah. But when it's like, oh, I got it. Yeah. I get it now. I understand what's now been taught. I, I always call it the Mr. Miyagi method. Mm -hmm. Like, teach me how to do karate. Well, right. wax the, wax the wax, car, wax, or right. paint the fence. You're not teaching me karate. Well, I just did. You know, that, not going through the whole story, but no, I've no, always no, likened it to that. Yep. I agree with you. You know, and I, we, we did a lot of teaching this year, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, like some, you have young team this we year. Did. You had a very young yeah. team, so and I you enjoyed were, that challenge. I mean. Right? Yeah, I mean that. That just you forget. Honestly, you forget how you forget how hard it can be, but you also forget about how rewarding it is. Yeah. Whereas the first three years, we were just winning games, and you were worried about other stuff. Right. And you know, how do you take care of the kids and without beating them down every day? They're they're playing well. You know, I wish I could go back and start all over. And oh, I think said it all. I, I me too. <laughs> I, I still think, regardless, you know, th you know, three twenty win seasons in a row. Well, nineteen that third year, but if I if I took the approach with those groups that I did with this group, who knows? All right, you know, right. And it's hindsight, obviously. But yeah. I think that's a big question. If you have a really good team. I've been. I ask that question every day, and yeah, every year. Do you, do you, are, are you beating them down? Are you? Is it going to be something that they that they struggle with when they get to the they get to the postseason? And that's the biggest. See, we you know, did it, and that's. And that's, sometimes I wondered if I had pushed a little harder. Yeah. You know, would, uh, would have been able to get over this hump a, or that hump? That's what coaches uh, we, look. That's what coaches played, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's coach. And talk, all three you know? of those seasons ended playing against really, really elite teams. Right. And right. we were in those games right. until the very, very end. Yep. So, you know, you know, one, you lose at a by a hair, ball misses by a hair in the state final four. You know, the next oh, one, yeah. you lose to Campbell County by what, and once? You, you make the, the three-pointer in the corner that's heard around the world. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously, you know, lose at Clark County semifinals of the region in a, in a game that we could have very well easily have won. They played very well, too. Um, 
just you know it's just you wonder but then it, i don't know you, you could always second guess oh yeah but going back to this mm-hmm. you know obviously things in that first year yeah and i'm not saying that you were trying to uh, you know one of the things i hate when we do these shows is when someone takes over a job and they say um we had to change the culture yeah and I know they say that in a place of just in their mind, like because I, I don't think a lot of these guys that we've talked to or or, or women have walked into terrible situations. Right. Maybe some have, right? Um, you know, you you took over for Jay Brewer, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, you had a tough first year, but then you went on four years in a row to win twenty plus games, twenty two, right. twenty four, right. twenty two. You know, you go three straight regional tournaments. Right. When has that happened? <laughs> right. Right. You know, Hopefully, it happens in this coming right? year. Right. I mean, exactly. <laughs> but was there was there anything? Obviously, besides having really good players, right? For your for your school, um, was there anything on that deal to kind of prepare the girls for that next level? That first year that you were doing, you know, it was funny because I came in with that approach that I was that I was a boys' coach, and this mm-hmm. is the you know, military. We were going to sweat and practice and do all this good stuff. And that first team responded. I mean, that first team, and and you said Jay. I mean, Jay, they they don't come any better than Jay Brewer, Jay and Todd, and all the all the Brewers are great down there at Ludlow. So he's still, you know, he, I still see Jay at our games, and um, and he's the superintendent at Dayton. No, no, that's his. That's his. Uh, fa- his father is the one oh, I'm talking about. My bad. Jay's the son. Yeah, Jay. Jay, I forgot. I thought about. that was the same dude. No, no, same. <laughs> I didn't know. No, that's my fault. Uh, but Jay. Uh, uh, you know they call him you know Harold J, which is the the dad. Gotcha. He, he was the one, but uh, you know I don't think it, it. You know I'm 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 with you. I think you know the whole culture thing is so it's so college and pro. Do we really have to talk about culture in high school? I mean, um, get on the floor. You, you know I, I think again if you care about your kids, is that changing the culture? Then I I guess you, I mean I guess you are, but if you never were in the situation prior to that, which I was I wasn't around. I was at Ryle. Uh, I have no idea what the culture was. So I don't know if co- changing the culture is, is so – I think it's an overrated statement. But I think it's, I think if you, you – we, we cared about the kids. We showed them a little bit. Mike Clary was one of my assistants, I remember, from day one. And and we just – we show, show them we care. They played their butts off. We just weren't any good. Uh, but we knew we had some middle school talent. I mean, we knew we were playing uh, – Randy Wolford's daughter, Cassie, was, was I want to say, a sophomore. Um, ended up having a you know, great career. But she was young. But we said, you know, we got some 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 you know building blocks. And the seniors, they just I loved all five of those kids. I still talk to them, but they just hadn't had varsity experience. So you're asking five kids to play. So so, but I think we at the end of the year we felt felt pretty good about hey we've we got something here. I mean the kids are playing for us. They they they're so if the culture if the if the word culture has to be involved, I think maybe maybe we just got them to to. Uh, play a little harder I, I don't know I don't I don't know because because there was a lot of success at Ludlow girls basketball prior to me Roger Lewis you know Harold Brewer those two guys won a lot of games down there um so I don't I don't think it was a culture thing I just think we obviously we had some really good players come up and we you know I thought we hired some pretty good assistant coaches down there and that that helped and um I think surrounding yourself with Ludlow people at Ludlow is a very important thing. Uh-huh. I will say that from day one. I think yeah, because everybody understands how special that place is. So putting putting a Ludlow person on that staff, Randy Wolford was on my staff for a couple of years. Vicky was on there. Uh, Mike Clary, Blake Clary, putting those people on on your staff. Now I have Randy Lillard who played down there um, is important. So 
how tough was it leaving? That was very tough. That that was tough. I I tried to do both times I've left. I've I've tried to do it. I tried to do it the way that you're supposed to do it. Meet with the team. Meet with your your players and all that good stuff. And and uh, that was tough. Uh, the Connor job was. Again, I went and talked to Joe, and I said, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, my kids are starting to get a little older, and you know, everybody talks about big school basketball and. Um, being a paraprofessional, the job the job came open at Connor in March. You got to think, the job's still open in May. I mean, and, you know, but for a paraprofessional, that's good. I mean, that's if you want the if you want a head coaching job, you want that job to drag on a little bit. You don't want a quick teaching job to open up and boom, you don't you, you don't what get it. here. Yeah, same deal. I, yeah, so so you wait it out and you wait it out and you know and, and and it comes open and it was one of the hardest things to sit and tell those kids at Ludlow because. As we just said, we we cared about them. We 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 felt like we we, we came in there and and then to tell them that you know you were leaving. Um, it was I was coaching baseball at the time. We were in a district, which was a little awkward. We were in the district final or the district semifinals, I guess, and did not win. But you know, it was just hard telling everybody because um, we kind of cut the cord with Ludlow for a while there because I didn't have any you no know, family down there. It was. Um, it was just we were just kind of done with Ludlow and felt like we were we were we, we you know we had moved out so uh, it it was tough it, it you know it was pretty emotional um, you know time so was it the Connor what was attractive about the Connor job for you thirty third district it was and as crazy as it sounds I went in there as the third play, the third best team uh, from the I mean we we were in there with Sydney Moss we were in there with. Abby Jump, Jenna Crittenden, Lexi Held was at Cooper, but it was that, that was a few years after. When we first got there, we had uh, a Division One, a Division One team to go up against, and it wasn't us. We weren't the Division One team, and uh, you know, one game Sydney Moss outscored us forty-one to forty. Um, <laughs> you know, so but the thirty-third district was attractive. Jim Hicks and I were friends, and I really liked Jim and. And man, what he did for me at Connor was was awesome. He's the AD now there, mm-hmm. and they're very lucky to have him there. And uh, but it was the it was the craziest basketball interview I've ever been in. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it was walk in there with seven people on that committee, including Andy Wyckoff, who the principal is yeah. now. He was an SBDM member. You know Tony Watts, who is in the Mississippi State Hall of Fame uh, now, the Newport superintendent. Um, the principal, who I who I, you know, I didn't know. You know, you know Tom Stellman. I mean, these are just. I'm just looking around, going, "Wow." I mean, this is. I don't know. I mean, and of course, Hicks is coaching me through this whole process. Like, you, you, you got a chance. You got a chance. And, but that was a that was a very difficult interview. <laughs> very, yeah, very difficult interview. The, the the plan in the big school, like being in a big school, did that? Uh, all right, let me put it this way: You're in a small school. You grew up in a small school. Mm-hmm. You've been to all these games before watching this atmosphere or just the opportunity to coach there's more girls in one class than there are at right Ludlow no doubt I mean did any of that intrigue you yeah I mean that that was uh you know when I got there and started coaching you know it was you know the the thing the thing that I love about Ludlow now was maybe the reason I was Getting a little, I mean, you you know everybody. You, uh, um, you just family of. I mean, it was just too close. And I was at a point in time where 
um, I just needed something different. And you yeah. go to Connor and you don't know anybody. You know the AD and you know you hire your assistants and you don't even know all of them. You're just trying to get you're, you're trying to get to know them. And uh, that part was exciting. I liked that part. I liked the like I said, the 33rd district was unbelievable. Hey, who doesn't want to play in front of those crowds? I mean, I don't. I mean, I know it's a job where you don't get out of the district very much and we didn't and then we didn't get out you know every year but man it was that was that was a great job i i i love the nine years and uh, worked for some great people and we had we had two principals during my nine years and they were both really you know, really supportive and you know connor has good sports i think connor will always win they had a great year this year and i knew they would have a great year and uh, um you, you know this past season so you know what was that first year like out there i know it was a little tough it was tough <laughs> Yeah, like, did you ever second guess yourself? Need, oh, uh, 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 you know, very much. And you didn't win, and you had a lot of, a uh, lot of parents that thought you should have. And um, we we didn't think we were that good. Um, we thought we could be in the future. We, we had Toria Fisher who had who had played on all the played on the team that won the region back with Allison Long and and beasley and those kids they she was on that team she was may have been the only one on that team but anyway we had her as a senior and um she did a lot of the scoring and stuff and i, I think we were we, we were not where we weren't as good as boone wasn't even close Nell was still there and we, we weren't as good as ryle at that time and so it, 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 it was tough i thought i thought i knew first year would be tough and it was it was tough you talk about questioning yourself you question yourself every day and uh lose games that that you know, it, I want to say we thought it would be a little easier, maybe, but it, you know, the first year was tough. Yeah, then you guys took off. Yeah, you know, one we, twenty that games. Was twenty games. We did have like a, we, three years in a row. We did have a nice problem stretch. And yeah, that next year you still had Ryle and Boone, two best teams in the ninth. And oh yeah, they're in your district. Yeah, I mean, I mean, That's Ryle such a brutal district. And Ryle was loaded with the first year we were there. Abby Jump was there, and I want to say Abby was uh, maybe she was a senior then or junior. I'm not sure, but. Then, like, they have Jenna Crittenden, um, and not to mention, I mean, Ryle, for being the four schools so close together, Ryle's had a ton of girls' basketball talent yeah. in the last 10 years. I mean, it's been crazy. The teams they have now are just just all, just always you know, loaded. But, you know, we, we, uh, we had some great teams and could not get out. I mean, we played some really close district, you know, you know games, and we, we just we, – you know, we couldn't get out. We, had, we finally broke through one year. I the years are all running together, but it, it's been a while. Fourteen, yeah. That yeah. first, that first, uh, yeah. Get to the region, you draw a Newcath team that was, oh yeah, pretty loaded up ten at half. Um, we had everything going our way, and our kids looked up at the scoreboard in the third quarter, and you know, Kiernan came. I think it was Kiernan and Ware, and uh, um, those two were pretty good. Mm. I think they ended up losing, and and I think they ended up losing in the finals to Notre Dame. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. At one point, at one point there, towards the end of your career there, you guys were number one in the state. We were our, that last year. Um, we had three kids, uh, yeah, three kids playing college basketball off that team, uh, and then well, a couple more, I guess, off this year's team. But uh, we were number one. We had won 20, 20 something games in a row and went down to the the queen of the bluegrass, queen of the commonwealth, I guess is what they call it, for, you know, for girls, and we won that. Um, and we and we got to the district. I'm gonna tell you right now the two the two games I'll always remember was when we played Ryle in the regular season and we played Ryle in the district. Lost by lost by three in the district. Um, 
I mean, it was just unbelievable. I mean, I, I know Randy Borchers had told me about 20 minutes before the game, it was at Cooper. Mm-hmm. He was worried they'd have to close the, close the doors for a girls' basketball game. And I just looked at him and I said, girls' basketball has come a long way in the last 20 years, hasn't it? And he said, I never would have believed that I'd be sitting here with both stands out, which is it's a district final, but with four other with three other district finals on the same night, and probably you guys playing on the same night, over, you know, over here, what kind of crowd are you going to really get for any of these yeah. district final games? But you also had two of the very best, probably two or three girls teams in the entire state in yeah. one gym. It was unreal. At one time playing three points. We go to unfortunately for you, not to cut you off. Yeah, unfortunately for you, but the state champions were in your district. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm not so sure we don't we get out of that game. We 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 win that game. We don't draw Dixie, who's mm. probably the third best team in the region at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we 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 draw Dixie in the region. They beat us. They they draw uh, Ludlow in the first round. They also draw Notre Dame after that, which was a young Notre Dame and not the way Notre Dame is now, but the freshman version of what Notre Dame is now. And uh, so, and we would the winner of our game played Highlands. So it was a it was three points determined that that draw and yeah. that happens in the district finals as Absolutely we all know does. as we all know. <laughs> what was that run like that year? That was great. I mean, that is I still talk to I still talk to parents. I talk to kids. One of them plays at you know, Thomas Moore, which I I see her play quite a lot. Um, and just and you you talk about the the as you know preparing for games and just thinking to yourself, my gosh, after the game, kind of going back saying this is like twenty wins in a row, and it's not like we played bad teams we, we lost to ryle i know way back in like you know you know december mm-hmm. um well, and then beat simon yeah it was good he's beat sacred simon. heart yeah beat, beat sacred heart beat simon and twice i believe once in our tournament once in the regular season and, and with jeff that's not easy to do he had jones and vickers and those kids staying you know, still playing so that was just a special year man that I, that just that doesn't happen, and it was a shame that, like I said, it was a shame it ended the way it ended. But you know, it was a special year during the season. Mm-hmm. How hard was it leaving there? Well, the situation <laughs> was a little different. Um, Elisa, my daughter, was going to be an eighth grader, yeah, um, and she was dead set on staying at Ludlow and being being going to school there. Um, when Hayden was already at Hayden up. was already there. The boys' job had opened a you know, year before that, and went in and talked to him about that. And you know, it, everything happens for a reason. So you, you, you know, you don't get it. You know, Danny gets it. We're really good friends. So um, the, it worked out for you. It was really good. We stay. I stay at Connor. We have that special season. And then it was just it was one of those things where you're going to keep coaching at Connor. At the time, Hayden was still playing basketball. He decided not to play after that. But you know, you're going to miss all of his stuff. You're going to miss all of her stuff, which we, we, which I was missing. That year was a special year, but off the court, it wasn't so special. Um, my wife was involved in getting Hayden to where he needed to get to. Getting it, it becomes a tough one. That's why I was listening to like you know Timmy and and I'm not, you know Brad's got older kids now but the old, you know the other interviews it was tough for Brad and I can just tell yeah older. and Emily was you on coached, our team yeah, yeah you yeah, coached coach daughter and I could just you, you know Timmy and Timmy was talking about taking kids all and I was thinking to myself that's that's what my wife did because you know and now it's all of a sudden she's she's where she wants me to be where I'm at and uh you know, it was it, the, the the job came open late? It came open in like early May, I want to say, late April, and it was an opportunity to get back there. And uh, uh, Mr. Borchers was great, and just absolute great. It was one of those things. I went and interviewed. They offered me the job right there, and I went over to see Mr. Borchers before I left. And 
And it was like I never left. It was like, come on back. And, um, you know, those guys, There's a, I have a lot of respect for the job those guys do. Yeah, well, we, you and I had had a conversation mm-hmm. during that process. I think so. I remember and, that. Uh, <laughs> and I said, I said to you, I completely understand your spot. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids are, you know, only got a couple more years left in right. high school for Hayden. Right. And your daughter was going to be a freshman or right. something like freshman or sophomore. Yeah. And I said, but you were number one in the state last hey. year, bro. <laughs> oh, there's. And I said, could you imagine what people are going to say? They're going to lose their minds. They are. And they did. And, and, and the, the text messages, I don't even know who some of these people were that were texting me uh, when that when, when, yeah. when that got announced. And, you know, I said, you just got to read the whole thing. You got you to read the whole thing. The, uh, it's an alum. But it was an alumnus what? job. Yeah. It, it was an alumnus job to be able to come back there. Um, there's only. A, Here's uh, the thing. This is the way I look at it. For many years, those kids and your wife sacrificed a lot. Oh, yeah. Because no there's a lot of sacrifice when you're no doubt family of a coach. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's a college coach, high school coach. Right. You sacrifice a lot of personal time, especially when you go every day. Oh, yeah. Um, Six days a week. Yeah. And then and the nine years being in Hebron, you know, it's not the quickest drive. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's tough. Oh, yeah. And you're getting home late. Um you know, sometimes you got to make decisions what's best for everybody, oh, everybody yeah. involved. Yeah, and, and it worked out again. And it made it very easy yeah. when when it was going back home, and and that was that was uh, um, the people that are there now. I mean, you know, I know it just made you know Sullivan just became the AD, uh, full time AD, but him and 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 you know, Mr. Borcher, Mr. You know, you know Travis Caudell, he's a you know, he's a Kenton County guy. He's our principal. Um, and just great. You know, they're great people, and it was. You know, the boys' interview was tough because I really thought I did well. I mean, you know, you some interviews you leave there and you go, wow, I didn't do real good Do you there. think being a girls' coach for as long as it could have hurt that? It could have. And I thought it, the one the one place that I have, and I still say this, I, I'm the one place I thought uh, I could I could avenge that maybe a little bit would be a place like Ludlow I, that I was I was known a little bit down there and and but they hired like I said they 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 hired Dan and, and he's coached a lot of boys games yeah. so to argue that fact uh, and like I said it, it's worked out for everybody and and uh, Danny's got a really good temperament he's for that job he's great he he he's great and he I know this is not a real good time to be an AD during the during during the COVID um, so he's trying to he's trying to manage being the AD now. And I've tried to leave him alone. Sometimes I'll send the old texts, anything about basketball, and he might not always respond. Yeah, I think, but but he's uh, tired of hearing from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think he's. I think. He, but but from a you know, support staff, you know, we're in the district final last year, and again the place was packed. We just forgot to guard Pelfrey at the very end of the game. Um, we lose by three. And uh, the place, I mean, Mr. Borgers, Mr. Mr. Hart, who you know, Steve Hart, I'm yeah. sure. You know, those guys are you know, support. I mean, just. Our, the superintendents should never be really. How many games do your superintendents come to? Maybe not not a many. Couple. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, he's got. I mean, he scored. Yeah, but he's got four schools. Yeah. He's got four schools. Our superintendent is like the game management person. I mean, he's that involved in it. He. I've never and, been to a game at anything Ludlow football, basketball, right. baseball where Mike, it rubs Mike's off on there. It rubs off on the kids yeah. when Mr. Caudell, Mr. Borchers are there and they're supporting. It rubs off on the kids. I don't think people realize what the kids think when they see that. I refed a middle school playoff game back in probably. See, Zach was his son. Zach was probably an eighth grader or a ninth grader at the time. 
He might have been a ninth grader. Mm-hmm. So this was probably 14, 13, 14, somewhere around there. And it was a Saturday afternoon, late, like 5 o'clock. And I got down to the parking lot, and Mike and the kids pulled in. <laughs> and he got out, and I'm like, what are you doing here? Coming down to support the kids. Yeah. The Ludlow um, Junior High was playing. Yep, yep. And it ended up getting rained out. I mean, you know, they had just put all this money into the field, the oh, sod yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. else. And I told them, like, look, we're, we're, the rain is coming. Campbell County was playing somebody. I can't, Bracken County, I think it was. And he said, well, do what you got to do. You have my permission. And, you know, we ended up calling it right. at some point in the first half. But, uh, I mean, even the middle school he was down there for. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's mean, leadership. It rubs off. It yeah. just rubs off on the kids. The kids love it. And, uh, you know, and, and I didn't really see it. Uh, a lot in, you know, until last year, hearing our kids talk about uh, like when they're not there, you ought to see, you ought to hear them when they're not there. It's like, where's Mr. Borchers? Where's Mr. Caudell? Where's Mr. Hart? And it's like, hey guys, they they can they can miss every now and then, guys. <laughs> they, they they do have a life too, you know. But they, it's just one of those things where they just the support support down there is amazing. Yeah, and a little bit something about this year. I read that uh, the record. Your record this year was the best in more than twenty years down yeah, there. Yeah, down at Ludlow, twenty-five and eight. Mm-hmm. Take them back to the ninth yeah. region tournament. You mentioned yeah, that that that, that uh, the Dixie just forgetting to guard Pelfrey. Yeah, Dixie. Game <laughs> you don't want to see that on district. tape. You don't want to see it on tape. <laughs> hey man, we've all been. We there. played so well. We played. We just played so well and and got back in the game. And what did what it mean to win a district there? Oh my God, you never been done before. It's never been done in either sport. Um, Either in you know, boys or girls, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's been done in something, but I, you know, I know it was done in baseball not too long. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, with Corey, I think Corey, beat Cuffcalf. I think he beat Cuffcalf. Mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. But um, I don't know. I mean, we were. It was to that point where our, our kids in the fourth quarter didn't know how to react. Like we lost by 40 points to Dixie back in December. Yeah, back in January, and we're in this game less than less than five points with. Three minutes to go, and, and Dixie was definitely on their heels. They were shocked. I mean, obviously, they didn't. This game was supposed to be a blowout. So, um, I don't. I don't know how our kids would be. I mean, it's it would be that district championship. I don't think a lot of them fathom what happens after that. That might be our problem down there. If there is a problem, um, that there is a regional tournament, and you would be nice to to win that. You know, obviously, but the district to, to get to the district finals and play the way we played. If if that ball didn't go in, trust me, I think about it every day. If that ball doesn't go in and we get the rebound and we go down and score, oh my goodness! What's uh, the team going to be like this year? You know, we lose Abby Mahan. Uh, we lose three seniors. You know, Karina Castrolon. She she graduated. Uh, Maddie Franklin. But we we you know we got a really good junior who I think will get some looks here. Uh, you know, Lillard. She's uh, second leading scorer on the team and maybe first. I don't remember if she, if she was leading scorer. Abby was, but. Um, we should be okay. I mean, we're um, depth's going to be an issue. You know, Ludlow will face that. We have some really good players, uh, one through three or four. We got to develop some kids down the line a little bit. But I think I, I mean, I don't. We're all in the same boat. What yeah. kind of season are we going to have? We going to play? Well, in fact, we going not seen them. We going to play district opponents and conference opponents, and is that going to be it? Or you know, I don't know. That's 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 again. I remain hopeful. Yeah, we got a good fall sports season and get remain hopeful and then we'll get roll right in whether we start you know in october and i i don't think it's yeah i i I don't know i think we're if the fall sports go off without a hitch is there a chance we start on time 
I, I wow. think there is. I had an English teacher at Newcath. There was a sign on the wall, and it was just a eight by eleven sign. It said, "Assume nothing." Nothing. That's because every time you would try to assume something, it <laughs> doesn't work out right. So I'm of this. I'm of this deal right now where. As of right now, we're starting October 15th. Yeah, I think you have to. You Until have to something that. comes out. Yep, I think you have to assume that. I'm planning, which is why I'm f- so frustrated not being able to work these kids out. What frustrates you the most as a coach? The, the part I said earlier, I, I just, just not knowing. I think if they were in school, if they were in school full-time and you could go down there and have meetings with them or you know, one-on-one meetings or, heck, if you could just walk into a classroom and say a few things to them, I think just not having the interaction. Now, my daughter plays, and she has her friends, and they still come over to our house. Don't, don't we're, 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 we're clean, we promise. But with the corona, I know people don't like to send kids over to, to their houses. But with the, she still has friends over, and that gives me a chance to, to talk to some of our younger players. And, and, and that's nice. Don't get me wrong. She hangs out with some of them. So that gives me an excuse to take her to those houses and check on those kind of kids. But, you know, we just we got six seniors who are now 17, 18 years old five seniors something like that um a couple of them don't play a fall sport so you know i worry the heck about them i worry what they're doing um that's the biggest thing you know and like i said i know our teachers and administration do do a great job of reaching out and trying to reach out we zoomed up until a certain point we haven't zoomed in a while the zoom makes me nuts yeah because of that it was making me crazy and and then they they would mute it and then they would turn their their camera off (laughs) so then you then you're like okay (laughs) Okay, I'm not. I wasn't born yesterday. Yeah, these kids are not even around anymore. You know, so so we 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 quit zooming. But you know, I think that's the hardest part. I know what you're saying, and you're right. Getting it. the conditioning and yeah. getting all that stuff, and that that's important. Need it. And maybe if I'm you know, maybe if I'm in a different situation, I don't know. I I just I just really hope their well being is is. I hope they're safe and they're doing what they they should be doing. And the school, I mean, is anybody making them sit down and do the homework? Um, we had a little bit of rope there. I mean, we as coaches have a little bit of rope. I mean, a teacher, we you know this, a teacher is going to come to us. They're not going to they're not going to always go to mom and dad. They're going to go to the coach and say, hey little Johnny or Susie's not doing what they should be doing in the class. And you, and we get on them and we, cause I, you get on, I'm sure you do the same thing. We get on them and, and that changes and that change. And we're not getting that right now unless we make contact with them. And, and if you're talking to a high school, you know, you know, boy or girl, if they're not doing well in a class and they don't have to tell you, they're not going to tell you. Yeah. So, you know, that, so that part worries me. I, I, I just, I hope we can get somewhere where we can be able to check on them more often. Is there an advantage to having, two kids in the school of the age of your players I think so, you so. Can, so you could you know get some of the gossip I think so keep I, an, I, yeah keep count of what's going on I think it's great I think with the baseball being played this summer and and you know I think that was uh you know whether whether they should be or should not be I'm glad we did I'm glad we were able to play and those are some Ludlow kids that I was able to stay in contact with um because they were Ludlow kids playing some of the girls came to our games um, some of our players came to our games. Um, so that was nice to see them there. And then, as I said, with my daughter, she's playing soccer. So I try to get in the habit of at least catching some of those kids. So, I mean, yeah, it, it is. I wouldn't be at those places without my kids being involved. So you're, you're right. It probably is an advantage. What was it like being 
inducted into the Ludlow Athletic Hall of Fame. Oh, that's right. That was that was awesome. That just that was awesome because of where I was, who I am, and what I've what I've been down there all, you know, all my life. So um, to us, to an outsider, it might not mean as much, um, but for me, being being that that was just and to, to go in as as an athlete slash what I was doing at the time, coaching as well. That was that was nice. So what year was that? I went in in sixteen, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Is that something that your kids were old enough to understand? They, that was nice too. My mom and dad were still are still around, and they're they're still local, so they were able to go. They were they were parents just like anybody else who would get me to all the events. And uh, we had a tough patch there, as I told said earlier with with my you know with my sister being killed. Uh, my mom and dad were. Mm, it wasn't. They weren't. It wasn't in really good spirits about Ludlow at the time. It was just not not anything they did wrong. It was just like I said. My dad ended up taking another job. My mom, your, your mom retired. So to get them to to, to I, I was there to get them around and make them be able to see it was you know was pretty cool. Man, everybody handles things differently, right? You know, Mike. We had earlier on um, in the show's history, we had Adrian Hunter on. Oh yeah, and. Um, her mom was killed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And to be honest with you, I don't know the timeline of it, but it wasn't long after that. I don't think that my grandma she moved to Florida mm-hmm. just to get out. Right. So I mean, everybody's on their own deal, man. Everybody handles it differently. Sure. It was a small town, and it was. Um, I'm telling you the you know the birthdays and the the, the anniversaries of the of the of the accident stuff that never gets easier yeah. <laughs> that never gets any, any easier so and, you know small town a lot of people know her and you know one of her one of her best friends now has two kids in in the school and and so seeing those two kind of grow up is kind of neat so. yeah yep and your wife she's a love the girl as well yeah 96 high school sweethearts we were we How about were. that yeah to put up with me for so long i'm not real <laughs> sure not real sure what she's thinking. <laughs> I was going to say that you've put up with her, but <laughs> no, no, no doubt with the coaching. I'm going to tell you right now, she's put That's up tough, with me. Man. Yeah, with Co- the coaching as long yes. as I have and That's multiple tough. sports and and. Well, you're a single parent for so you know so uh, many months. Almost. She does. She does a lot of the work. No, there's no doubt about it. Well, speaking of work, man, you've done great work. So thank you. 310 wins. Yeah. You know, yeah. 16 years, 310 wins. That's just about 20 year, wins a year. Yeah, well, we've had a really good career. We've had a lot of good players. I agree. Fortunate. I've been fortunate. So I'd love to average nineteen, twenty wins. You're getting there. there. Yeah. You're getting there. You, you've got the big one. Yeah, well, we'll you, see. You played it rough there, big guy. <laughs> smoke and mirrors. You know what? I, people say hey, that. smoke and mirrors smoke is a wonderful mirrors, thing. It is. People say you still have the best reaction of any coach I've ever met when yeah. he hit the shot in the corner. You know, everybody's jumping like they just won, and coach just. Walks over and shakes Eric's hand, and, and and like I like I still remember it, and I laugh about it every time I get a chance to see a replay of it because you were you were awesome. Certainly better than the rest of the staff. So everybody yeah. else ran on the court. Oh, and, stands. and they should have. You were exactly the do. You were allowed to do whatever <laughs> that they, you just went to the state tournament. I'm sorry that how he did. You hear it. the story about that? What I told I told uh, that story when Eric Russell was on. So long, long time ago. Um, the only thing that was going through my head was we got to start scouting. <laughs> We've got to, I've got to get hotel rooms. I got to get off work. It was crazy. Like, I, like that's where my mind immediately went. It was almost like um, an, 
outer body experience in a way. Oh yeah. Like I was numb. I remember being numb. And I think a lot of that was just the, the atmospheric intensity to be honest. Oh. I was sick. Cause it, it, the place was, it was like electricity had gone oh, through it was and the ground was shaken. Uh-huh. And the only thing I could think of, and I mean it, like if you really, really watch it, the only thing I did was kind of straighten my jacket, put on some chapstick and I <laughs> walked a half court <laughs> I remember. and I waited. It's and like when only, Jay Wright and Villanova yeah. won. The one year they no, did. I was the like, Jay Wright. The man. only person that came was there. A, a player had come from Campbell County and Jerry Gross. Yeah. And everybody else was back because <laughs> they were, they were wretched, man. They were miserable. And I get it. I have been there, right? We've oh, all yeah. been there. Oh yeah. Um, that was great. You know, and it wasn't until Jake Omer had come back around. Um, so this was probably what, maybe 45, 60 seconds after the shot had gone in. And he came back around and he hugged me, and um, that's when I looked up and saw all the, the kids starting to walk towards me. So I mean, yeah. it was wild. But you know what? I will say this: I, I have never really been a c- celebratory kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I learned a long time ago to act like you've been there before. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had won our first district. We won here. We won at the buzzer against a really really good Campbell County team. And we had won at the buzzer in the semifinals. And we all ran, except for Brad, uh, we all ran around the court. And I felt like an idiot when I saw it. And I never did it again, ever. That would have been a tough one not to run around the court, yeah. though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that would have been a tough one. you know one. what, man? I just think The that, way that uh, shot went in, I don't know I how know. it would have reacted. I give you, you a lot of credit for that. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I that Really, honestly, that what, there was nothing in my – I'm too old to be running around and jumping <laughs> on people. And, you know, I, uh, the way my body feels, I don't know if I could have <laughs> – I could have recovered from that, to be honest with you. Um, and, and here's the other thing, you know, and I joke about this, and I say it jokingly. I don't say it in seriousness. But that was such a long year. We started in July, four days a week. Mm-hmm. And then you're five, six days a week in October, November, December, January, February. And then by this time, it was March 10th, 11th, whatever it was. And all I could really think about was this season will never end. Right. Honestly, I, I really mean that. Oh, this there's is no the longest doubt. season of my life. There's no doubt. And I was, and it, I was so excited. I was just so exhausted. Yeah. There was just so much. Look, that first head coaching job, not all days were easy. Oh, yeah. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Right. right. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to think that I have this group of boys that's really good and could win the region, all I could it took everything I had every day to come in and grind mm-hmm. and just give them everything that, that I could give. And afterwards I would just go home and put on Netflix and fall asleep. I'm serious. <laughs> and you know good. how I celebrated that region? I don't know what everybody else did, but we got back and I went home, had a bowl of cookie crisp, put the Netflix on and fell asleep. I'm being dead serious. That's a hundred percent truth. I did not celebrate because that's, that's, not, that's not me. That's just not my personality. Yeah. I was excited, no doubt about it. But I, once my head hit the pillow, I was done. I was out. <laughs> that's great. So That's great. Well, Aaron, bro, I really appreciate you being here, man. Hey, man, this is I listen to all your alls, bro. I think you do a great job. Well, we're I, trying, I man. I think it's uh I think it's a great thing. So well, you, you we're we're trying job. to we're trying to get it out there, man. I mean, you know. It is what it is. You've had some great Interview. We have. You have some great. I mean, We've had. We, our just, guests have been great. If you just take it from a girls' basketball standpoint, I mean, you you have Jamie, and you know Jamie is she's the she's the icon. Everybody wants to be like Jamie, you know, playing. And uh, you didn't have Bert, which is special. You didn't, <laughs> you, you, you didn't have Bert. Jeremy works with Bert. <laughs> you didn't have Bert. 
No, I'm just kidding. I, you know, Bird Jamie's Sanders, awesome, man. Jamie was, yeah, and you know, she she said it best, man. And girls' basketballs, it's unbelievable how far it's come. That's uh, the truth. It's how it's unbelievable. You watch. You know what? And it's sad that the that the trail had to be blazed like that. Yeah, the way it has. Yeah, and still, I mean, on social media, you still see the the idiots out there who can't watch a girls' game. And I said, and I always say, there's a lot you can learn from a girls' game and from an NBA game. They run a lot of different sets, very similar sets, and uh, but a lot of times people don't listen. <laughs> oh. Well, Aaron Stam, hey, the thanks, man. Ludlow Lady Panther head coach, three hundred ten wins. I don't know if I'll ever get there, bro. Well, you got got to coach. <laughs> I don't, I'm gonna be honest, I, Joe Beard. I mean, he's he's up there somewhere laughing at me because I mean, this Love is Joe Beard. Oh, I do do. In 16 years, we used to 17 breakfast years together. Bob Evans all the time after he retired. Joe is there. They don't come much better than him, and it was it was it was a shame that was all happening. Well, I appreciate you, my brother. Hey, Brandon. Aaron Stam. Thank you. You're the best. Yes.